Good evening, everybody. Welcome to episode of Living Light Outdoors. On the mic with you in the office. It's late. I know. It's late. We've had a long day. We've been in Tulsa all day. Had to go through a bunch of pre-op, whatever you want to call it. And my mind, it was just a waste of time. Got to be back over there Thursday for surgery, but still waiting on a surgery time. We'll know that sometime tomorrow. They'll call us and let us know that, and then we'll scramble to be there on time. Got a whole list of what I got to's and what I can't to's and all that stuff to deal with. So keep us in your prayers as uh, we continue this week of anxiousness as we uh, head towards um, what I consider voluntary surgery. I really don't care for this, but I, I, I just seem to have much of a choice. So I want to share a message with you tonight. Um, this is one that I've actually had it written for a while. It, it's it's our friend, Pastor Joe Rystek, that, that puts a lot of daily devotions out on his page on Facebook. It's it's one I've taken from him, um, and I really love this passage of Scripture, and you'll know why here in a minute. Um, I talk about it frequently. Matter of fact, we've talked about it quite a bit, and it fits the seemingly theme of what God has many of his ministers speaking on right now. Uh, and, and so I believe it bears paying close attention to what's being said here tonight. So what I want to share with you tonight is first love. And again, these are notes that I've borrowed from Pastor Joe Rystek. I want to give him credit for that uh, in his daily devotionals that he writes. But we're going to take this out of Revelation chapter 2, verse 1 through 7. And it says this, Revelation 2, beginning with verse 1, it says, To the angel, divine messenger of the church in Ephesus, write, These are the words of the one who holds firmly the seven stars, which are the angels or messengers of the seven churches in his right hand, the one who walks among the seven golden lampstands, the seven churches. I know your deeds and your toil and your patient endurance, and that you you cannot tolerate those who are evil and have tested and critically appraised those who call themselves apostles, special messengers, personally chosen representatives of Christ, and in fact are not, and have found them to be liars and impostors. And I know that you who believe are enduring patiently and are bearing up for my name's sake, and that you have not grown weary of being faithful to the truth. Here's where it turns. But I have this charge against you that you have left your first love. You have lost the depth of love that you first had for me. So remember the heights from which you have fallen and repent. Change your inner self, your old way of thinking, your sinful behavior. Seek God's will and do the works you did at first when you first knew me. Otherwise, I will visit you and remove your lampstand the church, its impact from its place, unless you repent. Yet you have this to your credit. You hate the works of the corrupt teachings of the Nicolaitans that mislead and delude the people, which I also hate. Who has an ear, He who has an ear, let him hear and heed what the Spirit says to the churches. To him who overcomes the world through believing that Jesus is the Son of God, I will grant the privilege to eat the fruit from the tree of life, which is in the paradise of God. Wow. Revelation chapter 2, 4. Yet I hold this against you. You have forsaken the love you had at first. The most tragic thing to lose in your walk with God is your first love. 
The first love we have for Jesus is priceless. It's incomparable to any kind of love in this world. Love is defined as a strong emotion, intimate care, self-sacrifice, and passion for someone. If you have never truly loved God with all your heart, your soul, your mind, and your strength, then you've never been born again. Let me say that again. If you've never truly loved God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, and all your strength, then you've never truly been born again. In other words, it's impossible to be in a relationship with Jesus without loving him with everything you have, because loving God is the first and most important command, as Jesus made note of in Mark chapter 12, verse 30 through 31. Verse 30 says, And you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, your life, and with all your mind, your thoughts and your understandings, and with all your strength. Verse 31 says, This is the second. You shall unselfishly love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. The Bible defined loving God in two ways. First, that we love God by worshiping and adoring him. In John chapter 4, verse 24, it says, God is spirit, the source of life, yet invisible to mankind. And those who worship him must worship in spirit and in truth. And second, by obeying all of his commands. John 14, 15 says, if you truly love me, you will keep and obey my commandments. John wrote in his first epistle, whoever says, I know him, but does not do what he commands is a liar. And the truth is not in that person. It's first John chapter two, four. Are you a liar or do you keep all of God's commands, including loving him with all of your heart? Things in life, even God's blessings, like our family, our jobs, can easily slip in and divert our worship and obedience to God if we're not careful to guard our heart. Now, this is not to say that we cannot love both our families and God, but you can begin to lose your first love for God by putting your family or things above worshiping Him and obeying His commands. For example, this is Joe writing this, I spent a good portion of my younger adult life Actually, this was me. <laughs> I forgot I put these notes in here. For example, I spent a good portion of my younger adult life keeping my family busy with weekend sports and events like softball, archery tournaments, even hunting and fishing instead of leading them to church. And no matter how much we love our family or our stuff, we should never forget that we said what Jesus said in Luke chapter 14, verse 26. If anyone comes to me and does not hate father and mother, wife and children, brothers and sisters, yes, even their own life, such a person cannot be my disciple. God must always be the center of our families, lest we perish forever with our families. We could instead come late to a family picnic because we chose to go to church first, then miss church and risk setting a terrible example for my lost family members or friends. And maybe you're saying, well, that's kind of taking that to the extreme, isn't it? It's just one Sunday. Yeah, but just one Sunday turns into another Sunday and another Sunday and another Sunday. And when we look at today's culture and today's things, our kids have practices on Sundays now. We have practices on Wednesday. When I was growing up playing ball, when I played baseball and Little League and all that, they didn't do those things on Sunday or Wednesday. There was a respect level. There was a moral integrity in place in our world that has since faded away and washed out. That moral integrity is no longer there, and they don't have any respect for a family who chooses church over sports. Because if you 
take your kid to church instead of to practice, they won't get to play. So they're penalized because you're trying to give them an eternity rather than a short time of fun here on this earth. Don't get me wrong, I love sports. My my son played baseball. My my grandkids play baseball, play football. Uh, I, I love watching our kids play sports, and, and I'm very attuned to that. And I and I'm I understand there's seasons. I love to hunt. Hunting season happens on Sunday too sometimes, and and I've been known to be in a tree stand instead of at church on a Sunday morning. Heaven forbid. But but I'm telling you, there's there's these things for seasons. We can't let them come between us. In our love for Christ, there's a there's an important thing we've got to understand. There, our family needs the, us to lead them in the right way. I led my family away by getting us too busy to go to church because I didn't want to go. I had some things in my life wrong at the time. Should we not desire to want to show them how important our love for Jesus is, and to help in, inspire them? to forsake any idol or self-worship and love God with all their heart and all their soul. I mean, that should be our role here. Never forget this one thing in life. It will always and forever be about Jesus. This is the theme I've been talking about. It's all about Jesus. You heard that on a podcast from me just recently. It's all about Jesus. Nothing else in this world matters. Our homes don't matter. Our, our, our jobs don't. Nothing else in this world matters but Jesus. Long after our life is over on this earth, it will still be about him. Make our short life full here by loving God and obeying his commands. A.W. Tozer wrote this, You can see God from anywhere in your mind if your mind is set to love and obey him. You can see God from anywhere if your mind is set to love and obey him. How do we keep our first love and our dedication to God all throughout our lives. Keep doing the things we did when we first fell in love with Jesus. Do you remember that moment? Do you remember that moment when you surrendered your life to Christ? I, I, I know that, you know, I don't document things. I don't write dates down and things like that. I know people who can tell you the date, the time, the location, exactly where they were standing, maybe even what they were wearing when they surrendered their life to Christ. I, I, I couldn't tell you that. I know a general rule of where I was and what happened the night I surrendered my life to Christ for good. I had a lot of emotional things growing up, but when I encountered Christ, it was in a moment of desperation. It was a life or death move for me, and I chose life, and I defeated the enemy that night, and he continues to pester me with that, and I continue to remind him that he is defeated. In other words, I'll never lose my first love for my wife, right? If I keep doing the things for her that I did when I first fell in love, treating her special, making time to be alone, those type, buying her gifts, those types of things, how solid would my relationship with my spouse be if I never was home or spent time with her in any personal relationship? I don't think that'd go over just real well. The same is true with what Jesus said in Revelation 2.5 to the church of Ephesus after he rebuked them in the previous verse for losing their first love. He said, consider how far you've fallen. How far have you fallen from your first love? What have you allowed? Maybe it's false teaching. Maybe you've allowed a teaching to come into your life that has told you, hey man, it's okay. Dude, you gave your life to Christ when you was a kid. You, you prayed that little prayer. You're good, man. You're set for eternity. Live your life however you choose to. That's a lie from hell. 
just so you understand that completely. There is no scripture that supports that. If scripture doesn't support what I'm telling you, cast it out. If scripture doesn't support what any other minister or man tells you, cast it out. There is no scripture that says that there's a one and done. There is a scripture that says often that we have to continually. Matter of fact, John 3.16 has one word in it that is plural. It's for God so loved the world that whosoever believes, believes, believes doesn't even exist in the Hebrew and Greek writings. It's translated into English because from the Greek and Hebrew, it's considered a process word, an ongoing event. For God so loved the world, so for whosoever continues to to believe in me, continues to walk with me, continues to, to love me, they shall have everlasting life. It's a process. It's a continuation. It's an ongoing event. How far have you fallen? Repent and do the things you did at first. What brought you to the Lord? What moment in life brought you there? Do you remember what created the atmosphere that, that you surrendered in? All of us have our story, and it's that story that we need to come back to. We need to understand where it was when we fell in love with Jesus and we surrendered our life to him. We committed our life. We asked him to be Lord of our life. We, we admitted our sin, and we asked him to wash us clean, to make us new, that we would live for him forever. As a result, if you have lost your first love, first repent, and second, keep, don't keep doing the same things you used to do. Don't keep sinning. When, if you don't repent, he says, I'll come to you and remove your lampstand from its place. If you've lost your first love for God, remember that first love. Come back to that place and continue to do those things that you used to do at first. Have you lost your first love? If so, I want you to pray this out loud with me. Father, I ask you to forgive me for allowing the things of this world to take away my worship and my obedience to you. God, I ask you to empower me by the Holy Spirit to do the things I did at first and to never stop doing them until I see you face to face. In Jesus' name, amen. Live your life loving God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, and all your strength. It is what he's asked us to do. It's commanded us to do. It's the only way. If you've allowed yourself to be driven or drug away from the things of God, remember how far you've fallen and come back to him. He's calling out to you tonight. We're, we're living in a short time. We're on a short timetable. We don't have time to play games. You don't have time to play games. If you have a family, you need to lead them. You need to lead them strongly to Christ. And you need to do so by example. Don't send your kids to church. Take them. Don't tell them what they need to do. Show them. It is what God is calling us to do tonight. Maybe this is a strong message. Whatever you want to see is fine with me. I'm telling you tonight that, that as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. I've done my work with my children. I made a lot of mistakes. I, I want my grandkids 
to serve the Lord. I want my children to serve the Lord. I want them to see the bounty that comes, the, the blessing that comes out of living a life pleasing to God. It might not come financially. It might not come in. It'll come in peace in that home, peace in a knowing of, of their eternity. It's not about what we can do in this world. It's not about what we can acquire. It's not about what we can accomplish. It doesn't matter how many trophies we put up on our wall. There's only one thing that matters, and that's our relationship with Jesus Christ because it's all about him. Amen. God bless you guys. Oh, shut up. Thank you so much for your support. Thank you for praying for us. Thank you for walking with us on this journey. Uh, Man, what a journey it has been to this place. I know that God is not done yet. I'm excited for what's to come. I, I, I've, God's continually pouring into me. I want, I want so much to, I've got so much to share. Um, and I'm going to begin to do some of that. I'm going to do some pre-recording as we get close to this time of surgery. And I'll be putting some things out so we won't miss a beat. Stay tuned. Stay locked in on this channel. Continue to listen to these words. Share them. All you got to do is click that little link. Send it in a text message. Send it in a a Facebook message. Post it on your Facebook timeline. Share this message of Jesus Christ with someone that you know who needs to hear it. Amen. May God bless you guys. Ron and I love you. We thank you so much for your financial support. Thank you for your prayer support. If you want to support us financially, all of our giving links are available on our website, www.livinloudoutdoors.com. That's L-I-V-I-N, livinloudoutdoors.com. Our, web, our, our email address is on there. Our mailing address is on there. The giving links are on there. We have PayPal, Simple Give. Zephy is a new link we've just added. Uh, it's pinned all to the top of our Facebook page as well, right there in our little story. Support us if you can. We would greatly appreciate your financial support as we come into this season of unknowns for us. But please continue to pray for us. We know that God will take care of us. God will bless us. As, as we continue to be obedient to him, he will show himself faithful to us. If we will, he will. It's all throughout the word. Amen. God bless you. Rhonda and I love you. We'll talk to you again real soon.